0: This podcast is brought to you by Fiserv. As a global leader in payments and financial technology, Fiserv helps credit unions achieve best-in-class results through a commitment to innovation and excellence in areas including account processing and digital banking solutions, card issuer processing and network services, ATM and cash supply chain management, payments, e-commerce, merchant acquiring and processing, and the Clover cloud-based point-of-sale solution. Fiserv solutions provide credit union members with reliable and innovative technology, superior experiences, and a healthy financial life. Visit fiserv.com for more information.
1: From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people credit union ideas.
2: Detecting and preventing fraud is more important than ever due to the ever-growing number of points of entry fraudsters can attack from. Hi, I'm Kang Yang, Digital Media Design Specialist here at CUNA. And in this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, I speak with Patty Reed, Vice President of Product at Fiserv. To tackle this issue of fraud, we cover topics like the difference between identity fraud and account takeover, best practices to prevent account takeover, and strategies credit unions and members can apply to protect themselves. We hope you enjoy this conversation on fraud prevention. Hi, Patty. We're really glad to have you on here today. Why don't we start with just letting the audience know who you are and what you do at FISERV.
1: I am Patty Reed. I've been in the payments industry just at 25 years now. I'm seeing a lot of really interesting perspectives along the way. At Serve, I lead our fraud and risk product team and delivery team responsible for delivering uh, new products in the market and excellence within our financial institution base.
2: Really glad to have you on, and we'd like to thank you for for coming on to the Kidney News podcast today. So let's dive right into the first question here. According to recent research, fraud is continuing to grow. Can you talk a bit about what you are seeing in the industry?
1: Yeah, so the biggest growth we're seeing is identity fraud. It's the fastest growing type of financial crime. I've seen research that shows. Just in the previous year of a year, 90% increase in the account takeover losses, and that's uh, associated with things such as the the data breaches that we've seen for, unfortunately, many years, but those continue to rise and exposes that data uh, into fraudsters' capabilities to use against credentials and such. So, you know, 4.2 billion records breached in the past year exposes a lot of data uh, into the fraudsters' capability. So, you know, that's attributing to the overall account takeover growth, if you will.
2: That's really surprising when you said 90% increase in losses. And when you said $4.2 billion, was that how much money was lost or, or how much was at risk?
1: So uh, 4.2 billion records were breached, so meaning oh, records, cardholder okay. records, yeah. Uh, we've seen in the industry $11 billion in account takeover losses, again, just in the growth from last year is pretty significant hit.
2: Yeah, that that is really significant and you know why we were supposed to have these conversations now. So what's the difference between identity fraud and account takeover?
1: Many people could argue, you know, one and the same, but what I see is identity fraud is really where a person uses personal details of another person for various activities, so they essentially take over your identity. Whereas account takeover is someone gets a hold of your login information or credentials for a banking account, website, email, app, or any kind of payment platform. So it's really a a component, account takeover is a component within identity fraud. Both involve the theft of personal information to commit that fraud.
2: Uh, So what are best practices in reducing account takeover?
1: So first I'll start with what are fraudsters doing when they perform account takeover? Almost 40% make fraudulent credit card transactions looking at the uh, activities that the fraudsters are doing they're looking across the different member channels and seeing how they can get through p2p is another one so zelle venmo or other p2p uh, services to move funds out of the account or changing contact information that's what fraudsters are doing when they perform Uh, account takeover and then they go and drain the account. We see use case after use case across the industry wherein just small little activities um, are happening within account takeover. So you ask, what do you do to prevent that? Number one is making sure you have a robust, comprehensive, and layered approach for each one of those uh, channels. So one size does not fit all and a single channel fraud detection really highlights vulnerabilities. So if I'm looking just within my mobile app and I set up you know, email address and a password, I've got to look further beyond that for account takeover because the fraudsters are looking at the overall accounts, not just the channels. So it's very hard to detect. And my recommendation is to look across those bring together a centralized profile of the consumer and monitor the behaviors as the member level, not specifically within the channel that they're logging into or accessing.
2: So what are some of the impacts of fraud on consumers?
1: We can all speak as a consumer, and I will say the number one is just, it's frustrating listen, we all are busy in our schedules as we have interactions within our financial institution. I don't want to be bombarded or distracted by fraud. So it's frustrating, number one, frustration. Number two is it creates a sense of fear among the members. So when I have account takeover, it's broader than just a single transaction. Now I have to shut down the accounts, my login credentials and change all of that. And there's a sense of fear that exists over their financial well-being. Also associated with that is financial losses. So the member has to obviously work with the financial institution Um, and recovery attempts uh, to make sure that the funds are replaced, that's time-consuming, again, adding back to that frustration for the member. And so as I go through that, it creates a sense of doubt of whether or not I should use that account any further. What we see often is more than 30% of members shut down the relationship with a financial institution when they experience things such as account takeover just because it's frustrating and there's a sense of that doubt that should I use this account? Um, can I keep this active? So it's a very big impact to the overall financial institution.
2: Yeah, I definitely get that, especially with kind of the the paranoia of what comes with fraud. I've done that before where I've, I've closed an account just because I've heard news about something. So I, I've definitely done that before too. And yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, what can a financial institution do to help protect its members?
1: Number one, stronger authentication. I spoke of that earlier, but continuously expand and invest in robust authentication strategies throughout the account lifecycle, throughout the customer journey. And that's critical for the overall solution against account takeover. Monitor at the member level. So looking at website, mobile logins, contact center calls, purchases, transfers, monitor that at the member level, looking for anomalies in that behavior so you can detect it faster. And again, monitoring in a real-time fashion because fraudsters come in and take over pretty quickly and then exit. So it's very hard to detect when that's occurring. Those are two big pieces that I I strongly encourage financial institutions. And then lastly, targeted friction. So when you are creating that stronger authentication, reserve the friction, if you will, in the authentication for higher risk activities. So make it more difficult for fraudsters to get in to perform those higher risk activities, such as wire transfers, P2P, et cetera.
2: What can members do to best protect themselves?
1: I always say this out loud and and loudly as we can for alerts. Set up alerts on any type of transaction change, Et cetera within your accounts. Be aware, be notified of any kind of change in your account, whether it's a phone number change, but it is up to the consumer to enroll in those. Monitor your accounts overall and make sure that you are watching these accounts more frequently than just looking at, for example, transaction alerts. So make sure you're looking at any kind of account change.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that, too, because personally, I I have alerts on, too. So, for example, if my balance, you know, gets under a certain amount, I'll get a text. And then I also do manual things, like I'm checking my my account like every other day, just to make sure everything's all right. So I totally agree with that. How important is member education slash empowerment?
1: I'll speak as a consumer again. We're busy um, and we're not paying attention To critique certain activities that we receive, whether it's phishing for information uh, through an email or smishing through a text or vishing through voice. So, members need to be reminded of common examples of fraudster scams to try to get credentials. That's where the majority of the account takeover happens, is through the member giving access to fraudsters. So member education is critical, not only in what the fraud scams look like, but also what to expect. So when they engage with you as a financial institution, we need to make sure and let members know what that expectation is so that if it is different or deviates from that, they can be aware of that. And again, frequently, because we often forget Um, that my financial institution will never call me or contact me to ask me for information. We need to remind members of that every day, even all demographics, um, even the smartest of, of those in the industry sometimes click on links or provide information to, um, to the fraudsters. So that it is critical. And again, not just a one and done, it needs to be frequent with the members, test them on their knowledge of what um, the scams look like.
2: From what you're seeing out there, are you seeing financial institutions, are they doing a good job of educating their members about this? And if not, um, what, what steps can they take to, to do better?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, obviously there's been a focus on communication, education of fraud and what what not to do, and what to do. I think um, what's, what I'm seeing across is the frequency. So, uh, for example, um, personally, I'll get an email, or when I log into uh, my online banking, there might be a, a flash of "Hey, don't forget, we'll never contact you," blah, blah. but it's um, it's maybe once a year, and so where I again I emphasize is the frequency of reminding consumers that this is real and it happens, especially as fraudsters continue to evolve their scams. Remind consumers of that. Remind, you know, put out on websites or mobile apps, this is what a a bad communication looks like or fraudulent communication looks like. Have them do a test. I've seen some best practices where you can test your member to see if they notice the scam in an email or a, a voice interaction, etc.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think one of the, the best ways to, to hammer something into people's minds, especially on a large scale, is just, to tell them over and over again, so I I definitely agree with that. Was there anything else you wanted to touch upon that we um, didn't talk about today?
1: Sure. The one thing I do want to say is that at Fiserv, we're building a connected intelligence platform that enables these channels and payment types to integrate together to create that 360 view of the member. So leveraging all of the FISER managed um, programs such as uh, ATM or IVR contact center, point of sale, website, mobile, and the payment types, obviously, our debit and credit processing, Zelle, uh, turnkey solution wires, ACH, bill pay, et cetera, putting that all together in a centralized hub to create that unique uh, member profile that then generates a member score and recommendation in real time every time the member interacts. And I would encourage more and more financial institutions to look at things like that, Bring together the data assets that you have to create that enterprise viewpoint of the consumer. That's how account takeover is going to be uh, reduced, is really catching early interactions faster. Thanks for listening to the CUNY News Podcast subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Fiserv. As a global leader in payments and financial technology, Fiserv helps credit unions achieve best-in-class results through a commitment to innovation and excellence in areas including account processing and digital banking solutions, card issuer processing and network services, ATM and cash supply chain management, payments, e-commerce, merchant acquiring and processing, and the Clover cloud-based point-of-sale solution. Fiserv solutions provide credit union members with reliable and innovative technology, superior experiences, and a healthy financial life. Visit Fiserv.com for more information.